Hello, and welcome to the Mentor of Life podcast by Dr. Shala Izzokoli. I am Dr. Shala Izzokoli, your life makeover mentor. With untraditional solutions to age-old problems, I help you create what you want in life, health, and relationships. Yes, you can have it all. Hello and welcome back. I am Dr. Shala Izokoli, board certified internal medicine physician, certified life coach, and certified business consultant. I help busy physicians and non-physicians defeat and prevent burnout. I also help busy physicians and non-physicians transition to new careers, businesses, and or vocations in six months or less using the Shala method. And today I'm going to be talking about savior behavior. Have you ever heard the phrase physician heal yourself? That's actually the name of uh, one of my brands. Physician heal yourself is an old proverb from the Bible, incidentally actually in the book of Luke who and Luke was said to have been a doctor. And physician heal yourself. It's a proverb that means that one should attend to one's own health, one's own flaws, et cetera, et cetera, before attending to the faults and failings and health, et cetera, of other people. Remember the saying, also from the Bible, remove the beam in your eye before you take out the speck in someone else's eye? Exactly. Now, what does physician heal yourself have to do with savior behavior? I'm coming to that. Now, physician heal yourself, that phrase refers to the, the readiness of physicians and sometimes non-physicians to heal others without attending to their own issues. You know, not either not being able or not even being willing to look inwards and heal themselves. And that is the root of savior behavior. Say in, with savior behavior, you see yourself as a savior to the world, but you don't take time to look inward and see how this behavior is impacting, is negatively impacting you and negatively impacting others. Now, savior behavior leads to burnout in because what happens is you're so busy attending, minding other people's business that you don't mind your own. You're so busy getting into the weeds of other people's lives, other people's issues, other people's drama and other people's problems, whether they want you there or not. And guess what? Now you're, you're with me on a discovery call saying, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to write a book. I don't have time to do the things that mean the most to me. Why? Because sometimes we're so busy engaged in savior behavior that it, that leaves us stressed, anxious, burned out with little time to pursue our own dreams and ambitions. So here are some of the signs of savior behavior. Number one, you're trying to be everything to everyone all the time. Let me tell you something. This is not possible. A lot of times we human beings forget this. We are a finite resource. You have a finite amount of time in a day. You have a finite amount of energy right? Physical, emotional, mental. Human being is a finite resource. You're not infinite. You have a finite amount of uh, money, resources, uh, house space or whatever to help others. So if you're trying to be everything to everyone, you're almost taking on the God role in someone's life, but you're not their God. Don't try to be everything to everyone. They say this, pick your battles, pick a struggle and, you know, work on that. You can help people right? You can help people, but you only have the capacity to help a finite number of people. I don't care how you, oh, well, I will help everybody. And no, 
there's many people in the world you don't have to take on all the problems of all the people and try to be all things to all men you will burn out you will be stressed you will be anxious and you will not have time to pursue the things that mean the most to you therefore don't try to be everything to everybody help where you can do what you can and what you're willing to and leave the rest without guilt you cannot do everything there is no it doesn't make sense to have this unrealistic expectation that you're going to be everything to everybody in your life it's just not possible everyone cannot be number one on your list like every human being you know is number one it doesn't even make it doesn't make practical sense it's impossible to do and trying to do it you will run yourself ragged you will get burnt out and you will be very very unhappy number two another sign of savior behavior is attempting to help others circumvent pitfalls and personal potholes while falling into them yourself an interesting story and I wrote about this in my book there's links to my book I'll post links to my book in this broadcast I talk about this more a, a little bit in my book I met someone once who was always trying to tell me about her, the problems of her family members and how all these family members needed life coaching if I happened to get on the phone with her or talk to her or meet at an event she would tell me about how this person needs life coaching and that person needs life coaching and that person needs life coaching and that person needs life coaching so I would say to her Hey, have them call me. As you can guess, none of these people called me for whatever reasons. But I dare say it's possible that these individuals did not feel the need for a life coach, but she did. I once said, I carefully tried to um, broach the subject with her about getting a life coach for herself because I could see the markers of savior behavior and a fixer identity as well. Two slightly different things, but we're focusing on savior behavior today. I could see that there was some savior behavior going on. I thought, you know, how about getting a life coach for yourself since you have knowledge, as it were, of the benefits of coaching? And she said, no, she doesn't need a life coach. She's absolutely fine. She doesn't have a problem. She's okay. It's like, okay, fix her. Trying to solve everyone's problems, but not even looking inward to see whether you're the problem or not. Savior behavior. I just want to help. The third sign of savior behavior is doing for others what they're perfectly capable of doing themselves. Now, if you have children, right, small children, or you're looking after maybe even an, an adult with disabilities, yes, there are limits, right? But there are some times when people with savior behavior, they will want to do something because they don't think the other person can do it to their standard, not because the other person is not capable of doing it. Why will you not let your 10 year old do their own laundry? or put dishes in the dishwasher, or cook. A 10-year-old is perfectly capable of cooking, making their bed, tidying their room, washing their clothes, and their dishes. For example, why will you ask your husband to load the dishwasher and then go back behind him and correct it? Why will you not even let your husband load the dishwasher because, oh, he won't do it right? He's not an idiot. These are just examples. You are, when you keep taking things from people and doing things that they're perfectly capable of doing themselves, that is savior behavior. You need to take a step back and ask yourself, when you want to help, and you think, I just want to help, you look at the person and say, is this person capable of doing it themselves? And am I actually helping or am I enabling? You're not supposed to enable, you're supposed to empower. Empower others to do things for themselves. 
And guess what? The more others do for themselves and learn to do for you and others, the less stressed you are, the less anxious, you have time for a rest, hello, and you have time to pursue those dreams that you never seem to have time for because you're all wrapped up in savior behavior. Number four, another sign of savior behavior is wanting to appear altruistic and earn approval. If you're gonna do good, do good, move on. Don't do good for the sake of, oh, people are going to know I'm sacrificial, people are going to know I put myself out, etc., etc. We don't care. That's what one of my doctor friends called malignant altruism. Oh, you want to appear altruistic, so you go supposedly above and beyond, but really you're just being a nuisance. I want to show that I was there for this person. I want to show. That is savior behavior. And you can actually make a choice to say, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do certain good deeds, etc. But not just to not to appear altruistic or sacrificial or to or because I need approval. I don't need approval. You don't need approval. I don't need to appear altruistic. You just have to be altruistic within yourself and don't worry about appearances. Number five. Another sign of savior behavior is getting extreme gratification from being a caregiver or, or addiction to being needed. Don't be addicted to being needed. Oh, but they need me, but they need me, but they need me. Guess what? If you die today, they're not gonna jump into your grave with you. They're gonna carry on. So mm, maybe they don't need you as much as you think, but you want to be needed. So you run around again, making yourself a nuisance and you're stressed, burnt out, etc., etc., etc. People should be empowered to be problem solvers on their own. The people in your life, the more you empower them to solve problems, the more they get used to being empowered to solving problems, not just sitting around waiting for you to come and solve all the problems. Don't be addicted to being needed. Your self-worth is not tied to your usefulness or how many people need you. Your self-worth is your self-worth just as it is. Now, number six, here's a good one. Another sign of savior behavior is to attempt to control people's feelings, convince them what to, how to feel and what to say. And here's one thing about savior behavior. People who exhibit savior behavior can actually be quite manipulative. They want to, you know, I don't want this person to be angry or to be X or to be Y. You don't control the emotions of other people. So stop trying. If you do something, especially if that something is not illegal, immoral, or unethical, people are entitled to feel what they feel about it. It's not up to you to try to control how people feel about what you do. <laughs> it is not, and you cannot. And you should not, because that's just savior behavior and it can become quite manipulative. You cannot try to force somebody to feel a certain way or say certain things. Everyone is an entity on their own. And to think that you control that is just a sign of a savior complex. Number seven, and this brings me to the manipulative part. When a person feels resentful and frequently engages in, after all I've done for you, after all I've done for you, oh, my kids don't call me, after all I sacrificed for them, my, you know, um, this, after all I did, after all I did, you, if you do a good deed, do a good deed and leave it. If you don't want to do a good deed, but you're doing it just to appear, remember what we said in an earlier point, point four, wanting to appear altruistic and earn approval, that's why you come back with, after all I did for you, after all I did for you. Forget it, we don't care. You want to do something, do it. Don't want to do it, don't do it. But don't act to earn approval 
and then come back with when some when the person when you cannot convince someone to feel the way you want them to feel right you now go well after all i did for you you're after all i did for you etc etc after all i did for you come back and do this look people do things up and down whether you do things for them or not but it's really it's that savior complex that makes you feel resentful because people aren't bowing to you forever being grateful for what you did for them people are not grateful forever that is just the way people are so do you realize that if you try to be everything to everyone you will by default become overwhelmed burned out stressed and you will not have any time or energy to pursue your life goals that is just the truth you won't have time you don't have any remember what i said about you being a finite resource so to recap what are the signs of savior behavior seven signs trying to be everything to everyone attempting to help others avoid pitfalls and falling into them yourself doing for others what they're capable of doing themselves wanting to appear altruistic and earn approval getting extreme gratification from being a caregiver attempting to convince others how to feel and last but not the least feeling resentful and frequently engaging in thoughts and saying things like after all I did for you after all I did for you remember this you do not have to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm you can jettison the savior complex today now if you if you really don't know how this is the time to book a call with me we can work together some of these things are they're so deep rooted that it takes coaching talking it out with someone who understands and someone who has been there it takes that in order to help you get out of savior behavior so that you can not no longer be burnt out no longer be stressed no longer be overwhelmed instead you'll be free you'll be happy you'll be able to create the the, the life that you desire and the life that you dream of when you're no longer overwhelmed from engaging in savior behavior so i have links to my book and i have links to book a call with me if you're ready to take that next step and really dig deep and get rid of savior behavior once and for all so Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mentor of Life podcast, your one-stop shop for innovative solutions in life, health, and relationships. My little piece of the internet is shalaezeokoli.com. That's S-H-O-L-A-E-Z-E-O-K-O-L-I.com. There you can find links to my social media pages, sign up to work with me, or invite me to speak at your corporation, conference, or other event. Thank you so very much for listening. Until next time, remember, yes, you can have it all.